right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Not Your Father's Data Center. As you know, we are very serious about uh, all things data centers, all things technical. We'll spend a good bit of time tonight uh, talking about uh, heat rejection, talking about ESG, uh, talking about uh, staffing challenges, uh, talking about uh, how we can make data centers more efficient, and we'll slip in a little college football today. Um, we got lots of guests with us today. Uh, we are recording on Monday, August 22nd, even though my podcast team hates when I tell you the dates, because uh, since this one's coming out the week before college football starts, we're giving you the dates. Monday night, August 22nd, uh, we're going to go around the horn, starting on my screen uh, clockwise. We got Elias Ellison, who is the senior digital media strategist for Market Scale here in Dallas, Texas. Also happens to have a little bit of college football in his background. Elias, tell us a little bit about your college football background. Yeah, I was a college strength coach for about nine years. I uh, was at Baylor for about three years. Spent a year up at Kent State um, and then made my way back to Texas. I was at SMU for about the last four and a half years. Excellent. So you and uh, you and Nick Saban have uh, Kent in your background. So I, I can see where the, you come from the Saban coaching tree. I got it. All right, next as we go clockwise uh, on my screen, Steve Sykes from Salute, uh, all things sales, uh, executive vice president of sales and marketing, I think in Louisville, Kentucky, if I've got that right. Um, I know it's mostly a basketball state. Steve, talk to us a little bit about uh, where you're coming from and, and your history with college basketball and college uh, So I'm actually uh, uh, excommunicated from Louisville, and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Nashville yes. now. But uh, long family history of uh, big basketball fans and uh, football fans. So um, we'll see how today goes. So you guys be a little bit lenient on me. Nashville, you're, you're representing Vanderbilt. That's a tough role. I'm a Titans fan, so I'm a um, blood for punishment. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. He needs no introduction. Um, going all the way back to Tip City. Um, you guys have seen him on the podcast before. I mean, he wins more money for his charities on this podcast than any other guest. Um, I, I think at that last tally, it was $19,442 had gone to Bodden Dissel's charities as, as a result of, of his picks. Um, back by popular demand, um, the, the current, I think he holds 19 or 20 different Cornell quarterbacking records uh, in the Ivy League. Mike Bodden Dissel with Equinix, tell us a little bit about your background. I appreciate that, Raymond, but I'm going to have to correct you right now before anyone does a stat check on the on the old Google. Um, did not hold any records, Cornell. Did play all four years there. Barely played, um, but it was uh, was on the team. But no I was records. Close. I was close. Um, yeah, I got to be honest. I can't. I can't have people googling that. <laughs> you Google me wrong on that. So okay. Nope. Uh, did I have the wrong body missile? Yeah, you had the wrong one. That's the other guy. Yeah. So, but appreciate being on the podcast. Love doing this. Um, yeah, I played football 14 years, so I know a little bit, but definitely a little behind this year on the college game. So yeah. I had to do all kinds of cramming today. Good, good so, job. Uh, good job. Hopefully I figure it out in the next hour. Awesome. Awesome. Ty Miller, um, can, can you give us a little natty? Did you, did you wear it today? You got you to gotta show the bling. Come on now. No, no, no. I'm, and besides, ah! for, for the audience out there, I played world football, not American football. And so... Uh, take my opinions with a grain of salt. Uh, though I was a collegiate athlete back in the day. Um, I'll be covering everything Pac-12, realignment, UCLA, etc. This uh, today, and I'm Love really it. excited to be here with such a great, uh, great group. 
And uh, quickly, you're tied to the data center business because uh, we're going to spend most of our time on data centers. You're tied to the data center business? Yeah, I'm uh, the head of sales, chief revenue officer at Stack Infrastructure. Bob Dissel, you did not mention Equinix once. You're still yeah. citing yeah. all your records, so please get back to that. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I, uh, I am with uh, Equinix out here in Los Angeles. So I'm a senior director of sales and uh, been here for 16 years. Awesome. Love to hear that. All right. Now, to round out our SEC crew out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, one of Baton Rouge's favorite sons, Kenny Wynn, one of my dearest friends, light it up for LSU. What do you got? Man, it feels like in this room here, everyone, I didn't even finish college, y'all. And here you all, like, quarterback in, being a collegiate team. So I got to rep my, you know, my fighting Tigers down here in Baton Rouge, you know. Grew up here, proud Cajun Asian. Um, I run a creative agency called 368. You know, just happy to be here and talk some sports. Uh, I am a big college football fan, so excited to get into it. I'm getting me a shirt right now that says Cajun Asian. <laughs> I'm, I, I got to get one of those. I got to get one. I got to get one. I love that, Kenny. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us. A diehard football guy. We're so glad you're with us. So, uh, guys, we're going to talk all things uh, NC2A football. Uh, we're probably not going to get to say that for too much longer because I think uh, the football schools are going to tell the NCAA to pound sand. That's another show. Uh, but for now, we'll talk NCAA football. Let's uh, let's jump right in. Let's start with realignment. Uh, it is a big thing in college football today, right? The, the latest news is USC and UCLA are bolting to the Big Ten. Uh, we know Texas and Oklahoma have already uh, you know, pulled their ticket for the SEC, but they don't move for a couple of years. Talk a little bit about realignment. Um, what do you think about it? Um, what do you think about the USC-UCLA move and who might be next? Elias, hit, hit, hit first for us. I love the move for UCLA and USC going to the, uh, the Big Ten. I think it's gonna, it might cause some issues travel-wise. When, when you look at Maryland, you start looking at Rutgers. They're going to have to go you know, across the country as well as USC and UCLA. But I, I, I'm a big fan of the, of the big, big-time conferences. Bring them, throw Notre Dame in the Big Ten, bring them all. I want to see it. Love it, love it. More big football. I, I, I question how the, uh, the women's cross-country team is going to afford to fly across the country, but, uh, but, I, but I love it from a football perspective, no question. Steve, your thoughts on realignment? Uh, I thought it was an interesting move. Um, I think, uh, you know, typically when I think West Coast football, I think of high pace. And when I think of other parts of the country, I think of beef. So I think uh, the combination of those two is going to be a little bit interesting from my perspective. You, you can say they don't play defense in the West. It's okay. Uh, the, the two guys on the West Coast know they don't play any D out there. <laughs> Just keep snapping. <laughs> how, many, how many plays can we get in, baby? All right, so Steve, good or good move for USC UCLA? You like the move? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good move for him. I think it's going to be interesting. As I said, I always think about beef during that. You know, being uh, from the Midwest, um, we are uh, in the trenches football, uh, so I think it'll be uh, bringing a little interesting dynamic to the to the league. Yeah, it'll t- it'll take them a while to adjust up front. I 100 percent agree with that. Bodden Dissel, realignment uh, as a whole. I don't know. I mean, you look at USA, UC, UCLA. I, mean, I think for the Big Ten, it's going to improve the basketball quality and probably dilute the football quality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're both basketball schools anyway. So, I don't think it's going to really help. Yeah. Look at that. All right, Ty Miller, basketball school, just, John Wooden, the pyramid of success. Defend the move. Listen, um, 
there's going to be plenty of travel money for the ladies cross country runners um, because awesome. the average school is going to be dropping eighty five million to a hundred million dollars a year. Um, the travel thing's overblown. By the way, where are my points? I'm supposed to be getting points from you, like Woody Page or something, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll get to that. Thank you. Um, look, uh, what's happening here is that SC and UCLA are going to make the Big Ten the Conference cool. of Champions. Okay, because we're going to bring we're going to bring our 235 championships to the Big Ten. Okay, and listen. For all those beef road eater guys, road graders that are in Madison, Wisconsin or Des Moines, Iowa, freezing their asses off all year. Now they can stay in the same conference. They don't have to deal with that winter shit. You come out to L.A., it's sun, it's beach, it's ladies. You still get to go play in the big house, in the horseshoe. You can get a white out twice in your career. Who cares? I'm telling you, this is a huge move for USC, huge move for UCLA. The Big Ten's going to be better for it. And I'll point out, UCLA has more basketball titles than the entirety of the Big Ten Conference in their history. Whoa. Somebody look that stat up. Pretty so let's just, look at let's that. just drop that down. <laughs> Go Bruins. Look at that. Okay. Duck, wow. Duck, Kentucky, and Ohio. He was coming <laughs> in hot. Kenny, those of us in the SEC, we frankly don't really care what all the junior conferences do, but we at least opine on it a little bit. Yeah. It's cute, for sure. Um, <laughs> you, you know, with, with the move, though, I, I, I got to say here is, like, I think this is the beginning of something because, you know, just today I heard Oregon is looking to be the next one to move. And I'm just thinking, like, look at this shift, y'all, happening. Like, money talks, we all know. But, like, I'm thinking, like, if Oregon is leaving, I'm like – this is going to get interesting, y'all. Like, we're only just seeing the beginning of college football changing, like, the seismic shift right now. All right, yeah. Kenny, stick with us. We're going to stick with the conference realignment. You bring up Oregon talking about leaving. Which of the conferences is most vulnerable to get completely gutted by the big boys? Uh, is it the Big 12, the Pac-12, which, or maybe even the ACC? Which conference is, is set to blow up? Because we're not going to continue with five Power 5 conferences forever. Kenny, who's on the verge of implosion? League-wise. Yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, Pac-12 right now. Um, that, that to me, just feels like it's bleeding a little bit. Um, I mean, if Washington and Oregon, you know, dip, I mean, what's – I mean, what do you got, honestly? When it comes come to football. On, come on, who, who doesn't want to yeah. see Utah beat Oregon State? I mean, well, that, that, that'll, that'll, that'll drive dozens of eyeballs. But the whole point of this shift, Hawk, is the fact that no one ever saw – Utah beat Oregon State because it was on at 2 in the morning on the East Coast. This is the whole point of television revenue. Look, the Pac-12 is vulnerable. Um, Washington, you got to think about it as media markets, not sports brands. Big Ten picked up Rutgers in New York and picked up Maryland in D.C. because of the TV markets, the eyeballs, where the alumni are. It's not about Oregon's football brand. Nike U is fine, but it's in Eugene, Oregon, and it's not a major television market. Washington, football and basketball, not as good, frankly, in the last 20 years as Oregon, is a more coveted pickup for the Big Ten. But I think you look at, if you want to create a is, West is Coast Is L.A. much pod, of a TV market, Ty? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you know, after Baywatch, everything went down, but it's still pretty strong. <laughs> still pretty uh, good TV market? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, but look. Um, you got to create West Coast pods, I think, in these national super conferences. So um, 
you know, Stanford and Cal, which are somewhat indifferent to sports or, or uh, they're different types of places. The Bay Area, Northern California is a rich TV market. Um, they have to both be looking at it. Um, Stanford wants to be prideful and be part of the West Coast Ivy Conference. They may wind up in the Ivy League, honestly. Um, Cal's Cal's a second sister to UCLA. It's always been that way since we broke away and became the number two, number one school in UCLA, in uh, California. But you got to look at, at Cal and or, or UW and Oregon as potential departures. I think the grant of rights is a problem for the ACC. They had a long-term contract there. But the Big 12 has a lot of similarities with the four corner schools in the Pac-12. You pick up Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, those schools feel a lot like Stillwater and you know Lubbock, right? Um, yep, so I yep. think the Big 12 is actually in a pretty good position. Pac-12 is weak right now. So, Raymond. Yep, go ahead, Mike. My question is, all these conferences that have numbers in them, when are they going to stop? When's the Big Ten going to stop being the Big Ten? The Big yeah. 12 has 10 teams. The Big Ten has 14, 14 teams. teams. 14, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At what point is they going to have to stop using these names because it's getting silly? Yeah, the, 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 the numbers uh, are a little confusing and a little silly. And the other one, not, not just what you call the leagues, but how big can a league get, right? I mean, is, yeah. is 16 the max? Uh, I, I, I was one that three or four years ago I thought we'd end up with four 16-team leagues. And we'd end up with 64 of the, you know, the premium football brands. But I think the UCLA-USC move throws a monkey wrench in that, right? I, I think that it, you start to struggle with that. It looked to me like that was happening with the Oklahoma-Texas move to the SEC, and that got them to 16. But I think you could end up seeing you know, two or three leagues instead of four or 16 team leagues. Elias, who, who do you think is the most uh, vulnerable as far as leagues out there today to, to, to implode? I'm going to agree with and say the Pac-12. I mean, if you look at, at schools to add, I mean, the Big 12 got BYU. That That's kind of Pac-12 area. Who, who, who else do they add to their conference at this point? I mean, yeah, Oregon's a huge loss if they if they lose them. Washington, you know, they kind of want out. But geographically, who what, what teams can you add that will add value to that conference? And I, I don't see there being any around that area. I tell you, Utah State's feeling overlooked right now, Elias. Just, well, I'll tell you, just San Diego State's on the West Coast, uh, you know, Pac-12 radar. San Diego's a good TV market, SoCal lifestyle, all that stuff. But I agree with you. It's I, I, I think there's a almost uniform belief that the Pac-12 is the most vulnerable. I, I love Raymond's questions though about like how big can a league really get? Because like just today, like the Big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren talked about he envisions this could be a the Big Ten could be a twenty-team league. Wow. That's huge, y'all. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, yeah. that's unbelievable. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw a, a curveball into the which league could be in the most trouble. I think we all agree with USC and UCLA leaving. We see the Pac-12 struggling. How about the ACC? If you yank Clemson and Florida State and Miami out of the ACC, mm-hmm. uh, granted the basketball programs, but if you yank those three football schools out, I don't know what the ACC does during the fall. I mean, there's not much depth there. So we'll see. Be interested to see. Where would they go? Uh, the, the Big Thirty, I think, this is where where we're headed in the in the north. <laughs> and I think it's <laughs> yeah. Look, you, you, Hawk, you bring up a good point. You know, uh, from a basketball perspective, and and uh, the so-called universities in the Big Ten that that believe that they're superior academically, the SEC. I'm not making that charge. I'm just going to let the, the the obvious facts state for themselves. Um, sorry, Kenny, but. Um, you, you look at University of Virginia, you look at Duke, you look at North Carolina, and those are potential 
Big Ten or SEC pickups, candidly. But the schools that feel more like the SEC to me are Florida State, Miami, Clemson. The schools yeah, yeah. that feel a little yeah, more Big Tenny are Virginia, Virginia and North Carolina and maybe Duke, too. Georgia Tech. Um, you know, just don't know. Where, but what yeah. happens, right? I think we're going, we're headed towards two Super Leagues, and that's it, ultimately. Yeah. Like maybe, there's going to be a third for a while, but I think if you project out 15 years from now, I bet you got two Super Leagues. So, so it's interesting. You talk about TV and eyeballs. The the Big Ten TV deal, I think, makes me think more and more that it's going to end up two, two leagues. Two giant leagues with massive nine, ten, twelve billion dollar TV contracts that are bundled up to three or four properties, uh, just to just to tie it back into the data center business because everything leads back to data centers. I think that uh, our customers are going to get in the, the live sports broadcasting of college football, and you're going to see a, a package that includes Amazon uh, Prime football. You're going to see a package that's Apple Plus. I, I think those guys are going to get into buying rights when we get to this next round of college football um, TV money. Mm-hmm. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, one real question. Because the Big 12, didn't I see something about Oklahoma and Texas not renewing their TV rights after 2025 or something? So, so the, the, the league is struggling with their TV package because Texas and Oklahoma are gone. They're going to the SEC in 2024. Okay. So they've already announced they're bolting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which is to, to me leads me back to the to two big leagues, two huge TV contract thought. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. But when you do two big leagues like that, I mean, at a certain point, you're not even playing each other. I mean, there, there's only so many games in the conference you can play. There's going to be teams you don't play for years. Yeah. And then you have the one league final. It just seems like it's going to be where you're all in the same league, but you haven't played each other in three years. Yeah, I, I think it's more about bundled up TV packages, and, and uh, it might be called a league, and you, you end up having you know an 18 bracket from one league and an 18 bracket from the other, and that feeds into a final four playoff. Who, who knows? It's uh, – mm-hmm. Gone are the days where we worried about who was going to the Rose Bowl. Those days are behind us. Right. Yep. New, New Year's Day does not mean what it did in our childhood, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the actual season as we have uh, switch out of realignment and, and, and the ever-shifting landscape. Uh, let's stick with the Big Ten. Let's run down the ch- conferences and tell me who's winning each conference. So let's go in order. Uh, Big Ten, Elias, who do you got in the Big Ten to win it all? I got the Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. Steve? <laughs> Who you got in the Big Ten? I have the same. Mike? You do have to ask. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Ohio Northern Bobcats. Got you. Check. (laughs) (laughs) Miller, who you got? The Harvard of the Midwest. The Harvard of the Midwest. Who do you got, Ty? Well, I'd love to be contrarian, but there's really four or five programs that have separated themselves from everybody else, and Ohio State's one of those elite four or five programs. Frankly, there's really only four, like, yeah, but I couldn't believe I checked out a few publications and and had people picked Michigan. I was like, "What what football team have you been watching the last five years? How do you pick Michigan no way. in the Big Ten? Kenny, who do you got? Can you can you make I a got clean Ohio s- State? All right, it's Ohio six. State. Unfortunately, it's a sweep. Yeah, six for six. I'm I'm with you. It's the Buckeyes. I think it's the Buckeyes fairly easily. Uh, I think their talent is just so much deeper than everybody else's in the league. All right, let's go back the other direction uh, while we're, we're talking about the Pac-12. Kenny, start us off. Go backwards. Pac-12, uh, who's winning out there uh, when all the rest of us are a bit in bed? I'm going to give, yeah, Utah. I'm going to give them the love they need. Yeah, they, and they should have. I think Utah's going to take it. All right, Utah and the Pac-12. Ty? 
Yeah, you know, there's a surprisingly good program there. Um, no one's seen them, uh, you know, uh, west of the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> but they're very good. Uh, and I think ultimately they're more consistent than the other top top tier programs. Um, so I'm, I'm with the Utes. A good pick, Kenny. Um, uh, Kenny, I think you're onto something there. Elias, who do you got out there in the Pac-12? Three for three, I'm, I'm going with Utah as well. I, I think the, the Pac-12 is going to have a down year. It's going to take Lincoln a year to figure it out over at USC, and I think it's theirs for the taking this year. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up USC. That's another pick I saw a lot. I, I just don't think Lincoln gets it all put together in one offseason. No. Steve, who you got out there in the Pac-12? Uh, in Tennessee, we didn't even realize Utah had a football team because they never broadcast here. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, I had to go with Oregon. Yeah, being, all right. Not being very intelligent about that. All right, Mike, we got three Utahs. We got one Oregon. Who do you got out there on the West Coast? I, gotta, I hate being a fan favorite, but um, got to go with uh, Utah. Yeah, guys, I, I want to try to break it up and, and pick somebody else, but I think I think the Utes. I think the Utes win handily. Uh, I think they run away with the league. They they got the softest schedule you can imagine. I, I think they play two football games all season, and uh, I think they I think they roll out west. All right. Uh, yeah. So Hawk, can I give you a little sleeper comment on the on the pack? Um, yeah. Well, watch watch yeah. week. Are, are we are we going to get the Bruins? Well, watch week six when UCLA rolls in to play Utah. Um, they're both going to be 6-0. and It's going to be at the Rose Bowl. It'll be a decent game. Let me tell you something. UCLA has two games against the state of Alabama this year in the, in the non-conference. Neither one of them is against the Crimson Tide or, or the Tigers. Uh, we, we're we're going to whip up on Alabama State and South Alabama in the preseason. I, was say, I knew you had the Cougars on the slate. Along with Bowling Green. So I'm telling you, the UCLA is going to wind up um, giving some false expectation. You're going to see them rise in the polls. Got an awesome running back, Zach Charbonnet, transferred from Michigan, second-year player for UCLA. You got a fifth-year returning quarterback who is uh, is on the uh, uh, the most uh, the most swagger team list. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. You may have missed this, but that guy actually Love hurdled the, the dude. Hurdled SC in a game, landed in the touchdown, ran over, and signed the fan's hat with a Sharpie. Um, he's going to put up big numbers, but it's going to be false promise for UCLA and my Bruins. You know, they're going to finish, I don't know, 9-3. and three. They could even get 10-2, and two, but they're going to probably get smoked in a good bowl game. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think your Bruins are a lot. And they're going to go to the Big yeah. Ten. And they're going to go to the Big Ten and, and raise, the, raise the Big Ten. I got to tell you, you know, Ty, I think your, your early season 6-0 Bruins are going to be a lot like my second wife's engagement ring. It was a Diamondique. You know, looked nice, but when it got right down to it, there wasn't much there. <laughs> good, good call, Hawk. Yes, wasn't a lot there. All right. All right. We're switching. Uh, hey, did we get everybody on the, did we get everybody on the Pac-12? I think, I think we got five Utes and, and, uh, and one Oregon. Is that yeah. right? Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Let's roll down to the ACC. My my dark horse pick for a league that could implode at any minute. Um, I hate it because I don't think that there's much competition down there on football Saturdays. So I'm going to hit lead off and go with Clemson. Elias, who do you got in the ACC? <laughs> It's hard, it's hard to say anybody else besides Clemson. If their quarterback play can just be average, that defense is going to take them all the way through, the, through their schedule. Here, here. Uh, Steve? Uh, I have the Tigers also. Yeah, I think it's easy. Mike, who you got? You ready Uh-oh. for this, Hawk? Look out, Wake Forest. Pittsburgh. 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 Really? Yeah. Look at Pittsburgh. you. Oh, there yeah. you go. I like somebody yeah. mixing it up. Yeah, you got to do, do, yeah. yeah, yeah, do the homework. Yeah. You got to do the kind of homework somebody, I do. Somebody, yeah. somebody got deep. 
Somebody somebody did a little little yeah. ciphering today. Ty, who do you got? ACC well, champ. Yeah, you can't pick against Clemson, but I don't know. I'll throw North Carolina State out there for fun. You know, I, I can I can see Wake Forest uh, upsetting a few people, but uh, I have a hard time believing anybody at Clemson. Kenny, who do you got in the ACC? Same, Clemson. Yeah. Very hard to beat. Yeah, and 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 to the, to the point that defense is so good, uh, they, they could win seventeen to nothing eight times this year. They really could. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go with uh, the Big 12. Um, you know, who, who do you got as you go through the Big 12? I, I look through, and it's the, the Big 2 and the Little 10. Um, uh, this, this league, I will, I will preview it now. My most overrated football team in the country comes out of this league. Uh, that's just a quick sneak peek, a little cliffhanger for you. Um, Kenny, uh, coming out of the Big 12, who do you got as league champ coming out of the Big 12? Man, I am torn between... You know, University of Oklahoma and maybe UT, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma this one. All right, Boomer Sooner. Let's go. Yeah. Ty, who do you got coming out of the Big 12? I don't know. I think in the era of NIL and ATM machines that uh, I'm going to go with the – oh, are the Aggies in the SEC? They are, aren't they? Forget that. Uh, yeah, who's yeah, in yeah. The, I don't even know who's in the Big 12. Can I pick – It's hard uh, to keep Houston? track. Because Oklahoma, Houston? who Kenny just picked, is going to the SEC. Can you yeah, take Houston? I, and the other one was SEC too. That's right. UT. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, it's all very confusing. I'll pick the Cougars just just because uh, I don't yeah, I don't get, know get, anybody get, else will, but they're a pretty good team. Yeah. They're like ten Cougars and two every play, year. I was gonna say the Cougars can play football. There's no question. All yeah. right, Mike. Who do you got coming out of the uh, Big Twelve, which uh, to your point has ten teams? Yeah, I'm um, gonna have to go to Oklahoma. They're due. All right. Even with the coaching change, yeah. Steve. Yeah, uh, voting in motion this time. So who I want to be there versus who I think will be there ah. with Baylor. Baylor. All right. I was going to be the lone wolf taking Baylor, but I'm, I got a friend. You got a friend in me, Steve. That's all Wait, I say. Elias. Hey, the three amigos. I got Baylor hey, as well. That, come that, on. That, the top of the board. That first year change for Oklahoma, I think it's just going to be too much coming from another school. I think Oklahoma State's going to give them the most run for their money this year, but I got Baylor on top. All right, so, so I'm, I'm going Baylor too, not because uh, I think uh, Texas is going to beat OU, but because I think OU, with enough uh, changes with Lincoln leaving town, a lot of talent left town when Lincoln left town. I think AU's a better program, but I think this year they stumble. Uh, I'll take Baylor with uh, consistency down there in Waco. So, all right, let's get to the only league that really matters. Um, as much as it pains me uh, to, to, to admit that the, my arch rival dominates the league, wow. Elias, let's start with the SEC. Who comes out of the SEC? And, and I know you coached with Saban at Kent, so you know if you go with your heart as part of the Saban coaching tree, we understand. Uh, I'm going to keep in the, the Kent State bloodline. I, I'm going to have to go with uh, with Nick Saban and and in Alabama. I think. Uh, Jimbo Fisher rattled the, the Hornets' nest this year, and um, I think it's it's going to be Alabama. Steve? Um, I'm right there with Elias. Yeah. Mike, who do you got coming out of the SEC? Got, I mean, you got to go Alabama. I don't see anybody else. Man, this is too easy. Ty? Heck, I'll pick the NIL ATM money. Let's go. Give me, give me, give me, the, give me <laughs> Texas A&M? Sure, why not? Give me They're Jimbo Fisher? Win. I'm not going to win, but this is a boring podcast if we all say Alabama. Yeah, if we all say the same thing, uh, let's, let's, let's try. Right. I, I, uh, I could go J- Auburn. Hawk, who are you going to pick? 
yeah, just just like the commercial says, this is going to get tens of views. Ty, you do not want to do. You don't want to disappoint <laughs> the, the, the viewers. Kenny, out of the SEC, you and I both SEC West guys. It's it's brutal. Give me give me who you think's going to win, and then give me who you want to win. I mean, we have a common enemy here, Raven. That's right. With Nick Saban, right? That's right. Nothing more would we love to see yeah. that team lose. Um, obviously, I wish my LSU Tigers would win, but I don't think they're going to – I don't know if they're going to turn around in the first year or so with Brian Kelly. Yeah, I, I, Brian Kelly, if I remember right, didn't, didn't he come out of South Louisiana? Where's he from? What what parish did he grow up in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could tell from his accent. Yeah, that's what um, I thought. From that sounded, sounded down by the bayou from, from the accent, if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. That, man, that man's had a lot of boudin in his life. There's no question. All right, so we got four Alabamas. We got one Texas A&M. Um, so I cannot pick uh, that school from the other side of the state. So uh, I am going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, now, that being said, that's only because I can't pick that school from the other side of the state. But um, Jimbo Fisher didn't give him some locker room material. He gave him a season's worth of locker room material uh, oh, with the way yeah. he raised Kane. I think that those guys are going to come out with their hair on fire. And the last thing we need from an army of five-star players is for for their coach to be pissed off. But I think their coach is pissed off. Yeah. Yep. I wish Jimbo hadn't said it. I'll just say that. Yeah. Everyone did too, by the way. Everyone's like, come on, man. Here we go, Jimbo. Did you have to stir him up? Come on. Yeah. All right, can, can, all right. We're gonna we, pay a little we, bit. I, I got, I got a question on the conference, Arkansas. I'm doing my research, and I'm, I'm deep into the Buckus Award nominees, uh-huh. and I come across James Bumper Pool for Arkansas. Bumper Pool, Le- yeah. Legally yeah. changed his name to Bumper. Actually changed his name to Bumper Pool. That's right. Yeah, and and I yeah. just think that that's got to strike fear into the hearts of running backs everywhere. Shit, I don't want to go up against Bumper Pool. I, I get through that gap, and then boom. There he is. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think next year we're going to have to do a whole show just on the all-name team. Everybody's responsible for showing up oh, with yeah. three all-name team players, right? But Bumper Pool's got to make the list. Yeah. Yeah. Dakotas. Yeah, yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> hey, what's, what's, what's our wide receiver? Uh, is it Dakotas? Is that right? Dakotist? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Out of Nebraska. Did you, anybody see his NIL deal? Yeah. Kenny sent it to me. It was awesome. He did a, a local HVAC contractor in Omaha or in Lincoln, um, and his name is D E apostrophe C O L D E S T, and uh, of course uh, the the contractor was always D coldest yeah. <laughs> HVAC vendor in town. It was awesome. This NIL era is great. Yeah, it's got like six million views That's right, right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. This this NIL era is great for the players. Um, yeah. yeah, you guys that played a long time ago had a lot of uh, really impoverished teammates. And the NCAA is, a, a, frankly, a criminal organization, a racket, in my view. So, 100%. Um, my boy, Ed O'Bannon, got the ball rolling. He started it out. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's this right. This isn't fair. Hey, yeah. Mike, think about this. If they had had NIL when Ty was in school, he'd have quit working 10 years ago. He'd already be retired. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's I unbelievable. Know. It's just kind of weird that there's backup quarterbacks, W2 and more than That's a little bit of a problem, isn't it? <laughs> What's hey, did on? you guys see the, um, the offensive lineman package deals that got done today? So, like, eight different yeah. schools got signed up to do – it was a, it was a Wings place. What, it was some 
Hooters. Hooters, oh, that's Hooters. it. Yeah, yeah. Hooters signed up five offensive linemen from eight different schools today to do packaged NIL deals for the whole offensive line. Um, you got to love that. Very underrated wings, by the way. Look Very at you. Good. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll do a yeah. wing show. That's that's yeah. worthy of a show. Yeah. We'll do we'll do an all wings, maybe just for the Super Bowl. All right, sounds yeah. good. All right, let's go to the group of five. Uh, in honor of Elias's time in the group of five, we're going to let him hit lead off. Uh, the group of five school that has the most uh, most likely to be the fly in the ointment. Uh, the most likely to upset the apple cart. What other analogies can I use to sound like a real broadcaster? Um, who, who, who could it be in the group of five? I'm going to be a homer. I'm going with the, the Pony Express 2.0. The first, the first school to start paying players, now it's legal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's Red bad. Lashley. I mean, yeah, he's back as the, as the head coach. There's a lot of bad blood there, the way things everybody left uh this last year i mean they got tanner mordecai at quarterback rasheed rice coming back they got a bunch of transfers uh kamara wheaton from alabama they got a couple guys from texas they're, they're, they're gonna have a great team and i see them beating tcu and maryland this year for their for their out-of-conference games and they are gonna throw the ball all over the yard down there love it love mm-hmm. it in highland park dallas texas in, in front of eleven thousand people it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, who do, you, who do you got out of, out of the group of five uh, the most likely to be the fly in the ointment? Um, depends which group of five you're speaking about. <laughs> Anybody that's not in the five conferences we just covered, yeah. Um, where is Cincinnati these days? There you go. Mm. There you, I think you're on to something there. So I have to go with the Bearcats only because I know um, last year, you know, being the former collegiate athlete myself, even though I was a soccer player, um, you know, once you get a little bit of taste of success, Cincinnati's been a lot of fun to watch the last couple of years for me yeah. personally. Yeah, so. completely agree. Yep. They got a great coach. Luke yep, Fickle. they do. Yep. Yeah. Luke Fickle, yeah. Fickle knows what he's doing. Very good coach. All right, Mike. Group of five. We got Cincinnati. We got SMU. And I know you were uh, you had multiple high performance compute systems working on this question today. Yeah. Uh, w- tell me what the analytics say. Well, my computer crashed. Ah, yeah, this, yeah this. I can understand. So I'm gonna have to work. look look yeah. into look I'm into immersion cooling for that. Might help in the future. I think I, I do. I need a little water cooling. Listen, I'm going to throw one out at you that uh, you're not going to believe. I'm going Mac. The Mac. The Mac conference is going to upset. I'm not going to. I'm You're just taking the Mac. Just give me the Mac. The whole it could be Western Michigan. No one sees it it could be Northern yeah. Iowa. Yeah. It could be anybody. Odds on Toledo. 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 If you want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get too much away here. I usually yeah, yeah, that's for fair. This. That's fair. But if you want to put some, are you planning? You are you planning to put your eight hundred number up for your tout line at the end of the show, or we? You can read, can read it one time. I got to check with I got to check yeah, and see if that's legal. I'm not, I don't know the yeah. rules. I'm in California now. That's I don't fair. know what the rules that's are. That's fair. All right. Mostly, yeah, the, yeah. Bod- the Bodden Dissel tout line will be up. Uh, I think it comes online Friday at 5. All right, Miller, we that's got right. the MAC. We got Cincinnati. We got SMU. Power 5, excuse me, group of 5, flying the ointment. Well, look, I, first, I, I got to give a shout-out to Mike B for just picking the field. I mean, I that was it. a strong, strong play. Um, <laughs> but Just give me the Mac. <laughs> I, I figure that since I, um, I erroneously earlier put Houston into the Big Twelve slash fourteen or ten or whatever. Yeah, I, I thought you, I thought you jumped. Yeah, you jump rails. Yeah, 
that that I but I'm such a Houston fan, obviously. You're that slotting I'm gonna him go in with this pick them. as well. They, yeah, okay. I, there you go. There you go. I'm yeah, sticking with the Cougs. Sticking with the Cougs. No matter what, you care what conference they're in. I slam a jamma. <laughs> That's right. I slam a jamma. Hakeem Olajuwon's coming back, playing tight Drexler, end. Drexler. You, you got you got the Cougars. We're dating and Elias ourselves. Just dropping Craig James references. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenny has no idea what we're talking about when we say I slam a jamma. All right, Kenny. Group of five. That sounds that sounds like a great bunch of Hooters wins. Is that what we're talking about? So it's a different. It's a, it's a level of hot. I slam a jamma is one below yeah. volcano. That's right. <laughs> You know, Ty, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think Houston comes back, man. 12-2 last year. I mean, they lost at Texas Tech. But then, like, the AAC title game, I mean, I think Houston's going to bring it back, Ah, man. Two Houston picks. All right, guys. Um, Everybody grab your pen because this is is the one. This is your moneymaker. Take Central Florida as the group of five uh, club. To, uh, to, to, to rock everybody's world. Uh, Gus Malzahn, uh, his crazy high school offense has not been figured out down there yet, and uh, he's going to upset uh, that conference and, and going to be the best group of five team in 2022. So he's got a did, – did he get that good transfer or did he lose a good transfer quarterback, that Dylan Gabriel guy? Did he bail? Yeah, Gabriel left. Okay, he's gone? No, Gabriel left, yeah. The whole yeah. system's busted, Hawk. I don't, I don't think that's the moneymaker. Um, you got you got Central Florida. You heard it here first. All right, we're moving on. We're going to get into some players now. We're going to talk about top defensive players. Uh, you guys, if you if you don't have three, just give me your top defensive player. Uh, let's roll through this one. Elias, top defensive player, or two or three, if you got honorable mentions. I got Will Anderson Jr., the outside linebacker from Alabama. I mean, he had 17 and a half sacks last year, 34 and a half tackles for a loss. Um, I'm going to throw the big guy from Georgia in there as well, Jalen Carter. He was behind three first-round draft picks, still found his way onto the field. And I'm going to throw a Derek Hall in there as well from Auburn. Hey, he, had, hey. he had 10 I got him coming yeah. uh, making up his, his senior year, first-round draft pick. So Come on, baby. That's my Look at that. Defensive lineman out of the SEC. I love it. Great picks. Steve, defenders um, yeah. that, that you – that you think uh, are going to get in the conversation for the Heisman this year? So I was with Elias on Jalen Carter, uh, so I won't jump on that bandwagon too hard. But also I had uh, Will Anderson, Jr., being a Titans fan and having the freak with us for so many years. Anybody that's 6'4", 240, um, earns a little bit of respect. And then also Colby Wooden from Auburn. um, Yeah. 6'5", yeah, that's a that's a big that's a that's big, big rush big, end. Yeah, that's a big rush end. There's no question. Look at the Auburn guys making it out. You you guys know where this big podcast is getting paid from. I love it. Good work. <laughs> Good work. All right, Bowden Dissel, defensive players that stand out to you out there on the West Coast. And, and I know, by the way, that's when your team doesn't have the ball for you and Ty. That's called defense. Yeah, I know you guys don't. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a- <laughs> That's the problem, Hawk. I tried to do homework on this one. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, you don't follow the defense. Don't really care much. The, the, the idea is to outscore yes, right, the other guy. Right. So You're not even sure. It doesn't really matter. But not really. But when I looked it up, the, only, the one name that kept coming up over and over is the, uh, the big dude yeah. from Alabama. I think you guys already said it. Yeah. Anderson. Let's, he just kept on every single article. Let's just say now, if, if Anderson that, was in the NFL, he'd already be the best defender on whatever NFL team he played on, except for yeah. the Rams. 
that's the only t- NFL team he wouldn't yeah. be the best defender on the field. So, uh, and and how in the world he's still in college is beyond me. All right, Ty, who do you got, defensive player? I'm kind of mashing up this category with both names and great players. So, you know, Will Anderson seems to be the only Heisman hopeful. So that's been said plenty of times. I like on the most swagger team an Auburn player, Owen Papo. Yeah. Papo, or Papoey. That's or right. Whatever Papo, his name yeah. Is. That's right. He's a player. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, I, you know, all seriousness, Bumper Pool is quite a player. I got to tell you, but I, I like this yeah. this kid um, coming out of uh, North Carolina, Storm Duck, and I think that Storm Duck is a potential NIL transfer pickup for Oregon in the off season. So you can see yeah. where Decoldus made all his money. Storm Duck goes to Eugene. NIL's flowing. Yeah, he's an awesome corner. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot, yeah. a lot of synergies Storm, Storm, here. So, yeah, Storm Duck's yeah. making the all name team, hands down. I mean, it's not even a contest. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kenny, we're doing all defensive players. We got a couple of uh, outliers that we got called out. I love it. Um, love the Owen Papo pick. I'm going to drop a quick piece of Auburn knowledge. Three years in a row, Auburn linebackers have led the conference in tackles. Three years in a row, they didn't get picked first team SEC. Oh, and Papo mm, will change that stat this year. Led the league in tackles and not picked for first-team SEC three years in a row. All three of those linebackers are in the in the league. Owen Papo will follow him. Hurt all last year, didn't play. He will be the fourth Auburn linebacker to lead the league in tackles, and but will make first-team SEC. Go ahead, you know, I'm not. I'm not as good as with defensive players, but, you know, Will Anderson Jr. is hard to pass up. I do have a feeling, though, that, like, Alabama has our former all-star cornerback, Elias Ricks. Like I have a feeling that he's going to pop off, especially with the right team. Um, I think Saban's going to make the most out of him. Here, here. And, yeah. So, you know, those are two of the guys that I'm kind of watching. And, unfortunately, like the other players, they're all in the state of Alabama. So, yeah, yeah that Alabama defense could be phenomenal. And when I think about Saban being angry, uh, which I think Jimbo, you know, kicked the bear and shouldn't have done that, uh, I, I, could see, I could see Alabama shutting six or seven teams out this year. All right, well, everybody said Anderson. He was my number one pick. I loved Elias, called out Jalen Carter. I mean, Jalen Carter, I think, might be better than the two defensive linemen they got drafted last year, and and, and uh, he was just a kid. Uh, I think he's going to blow it up. Uh, but I'll give you the off-the-board pick, James Williams, the safety out of Miami. Uh, I think you could see make some, uh, some noise. Uh, and in the defensive circles this year. So uh, there's our defensive players. Let's shift gears and go to the Heisman. Not particularly, uh, not exclusively an offensive uh, uh, award, but boy, certainly been owned by the offense. Um, let's go back around from the top. Elias, who you thinking uh, goes to New York? Give us three Heisman names for New York. My Heisman list is, uh, I mean, it's Bryce Young. You got C.J. Stroud, and I'm going to throw – Caleb Williams out of USC in there. Oh, I think him and there you go. Madison from Pitt. Um, I think he's he's going to get some weapons, and and he's my dark horse for the for the Heisman race. I love that pick with Lincoln Riley throwing the ball around the yard too down there. That that's that's a good one. All right, Steve, Heisman uh, picks guys to go to New York. Time to repeat: CJ, Bryce Young, and Will Anderson. All right, gotta have gotta have somebody on the defense there. I like that, Kenny. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and actually, just like you, Elias, I had Caleb Williams. Yeah. Nice. I think Caleb Lincoln Williams. Riley will make something out of him at uh, USC. Yeah, I think Caleb Williams could put up huge numbers this year. Ty, who you got? Uh, 
look, the, the guys who go to New York are always the signal callers from your, your powerhouse programs that are just putting up stupid video game numbers, right? So you can't go against Stroud or, or Bryce Young. Um, I'll give you a dark horse candidate. Specifically, I referenced the ridiculously high school JV level uh, schedule that the UCLA Bruins are going to play. Um, <laughs> look for either. I'm going to put two names in the hat. Either Dorian Thompson Robinson or Zach That's, Charbonnet yeah, your to put up enormous yeah. numbers in the first three or four games of this year. And they're going to get a bunch of hype. And then, like most of my UCLA last 20 years, it will fizzle. Um, so look for the Bruin like Dark it. Horses. I think the, the, the hardware goes to Stroud or Young, honestly. All right. My, my trip to New York, it's going to sound similar. I think Anderson makes the trip. I don't think he wins. I think Stroud makes the trip. Um, I think he probably wins. Uh, but my dark horse to make the trip, because he's going to have video game numbers playing for Josh Heupel at Tennessee, is Hendon Hooker. Um, I think he ends up with massive numbers playing quarterback at Tennessee. They play nobody. They have two football games this year, and then they have ten easy games. I think he'd, he could score 50 um, seven or eight times this year playing with Heupel's offense. So his numbers are going to be ungodly. So Hendon Hooker, my dark horse to go to New York. So I'd like yep. to go back to Ty again, if I could, Raymond. I want to explain that logic of the uh, UCLA playing yeah, Bowie yeah. Lane to prep for the Big Ten. <laughs> you you want to read over there, right? The only way they – so the, the dream scenario for UCLA is they go 10-2, and two, Chip Kelly leaves, they get a real coach, and can get ready for the Big Ten. There you go. Chip Kelly gets hired away. Steve, what do you got? Now, I was just going to ask a question since we are here talking business. What – it, uh, what ha- if the coldness goes and wins the Heisman, what's that return on investment? Oh, no kidding. That's a good one. I, you you got to know that DeColdis deal with a local HVAC was cheap, right? Ten grand, something like that. Um, he ends up going to New York. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> How about that ROI? Somebody, somebody in marketing in, in Lincoln, Lincoln HVAC is going to get uh, going to get a raise. I'll say that. Got to get a promotion. <laughs> All right, this next category, you're going to have really had to have done your homework. Uh, we're getting right down to it. We're going to go through uh, most overrated, the three worst teams in the country, and then we're going to get into the college football playoff. That's how we're going to wrap this thing up. So I want there's 131 teams in Division One football. I want you to give me your bottom three dogs. Uh, the worst teams in Division One football, and give me color on why. Ty, we'll start with you. Your three worst teams in Division One. Yeah, um, and this bleeds into the overrated category as well. I'm going to go with USC, USC, <laughs> and USC. Um, I, I know that one of our ten potential viewers uh, may be my buddy Dave Bell, who's just joining yeah. Stack as senior vice president of, of construction. And he's a loyal he's, Trojan. He doesn't happen to and be a he, Trojan, does he? And he wore his SC hat over the weekend at our at our charity event and ticked me off. So the Trojans are all going down. Uh, Caleb is overhyped. He's no good. And uh, Lincoln Riley is a fluke. There right. you go. Uh, Ty Miller with 131, 130, and number 129, all the USC Trojans uh, <laughs> to, to across the board. All right, Bob and Dissel, give us your three worst clubs yep. in uh, D1 football. All right, Hawk. The reason I picked them is because I honestly did not know their mascot when I looked it up. I had to look it up. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's test the crew. Give yep. us the school. We'll see if okay. any of us know the mascot. First one is Charlotte. Ho- hold Hornets. on, Charlotte. Now that's the no. anybody know the Charlotte 
Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is in conference. Conference USA. Ah. The Conference USA. Uh, Charlotte. They play Division One football. They do. They do. They rank last in the uh, Conference USA. I'm just going to guess the Charlotte Knights. I have no idea. It's they're, not the Knights. They're the not the Hornets. Anybody got a guess? No clue. They're the 49ers. Wait, wait, the 49ers. Yes, the 49ers. Very nice. Ah, came to me. I yeah, think you're back there in the background, Hawk. I, 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 yeah, I wish I was that fast. All right, my sec- All right. second team so we're going to get down the line. James Madison. Are they D1? Oh, yeah. JMU, okay. I thought I thought they I thought JMU was playing in the uh, championship subdivision. Ranked 120th. Oh my goodness! All right, that's a mascot? fair pick. Anybody know the mascot? Uh, James Madison, Patriots. Nope, it's the Dukes. The Dukes. Do okay, I'm them. 0 for two. Yeah, and my uh, last pick, and you should know this one, so Ram, you have to stay out of this one. Akron. Oh, yeah, I got oh, you. the Zips. There you go. Let's go. Very nice. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, let's go, Zips. All right. Great. All right, Steve, your bottom three, and you and you cannot say anything. Uh, we're, so remember, we're college football, so can't talk about any of the Titans' opponents. Oh, well, then I have to redo my list. <laughs> redo your list? Okay. Um, we'll give you a minute. We'll come back to you. <laughs> no, the only um, – I was going to say Akron as well because it's the only school that I can think of near Kentucky that – it's terrible. I, I thought it was Division One, but I wasn't sure if they still had a football team. Yeah, the Zips um, make it. But then I started thinking about, um, and I only have two, so I started thinking about large schools that I think are overrated. So I was with Penny on that one in Duke. <laughs> Notre Dame, excuse me. Uh, sorry. Only because, being I was <laughs> <laughs> only because being from Kentucky, we like to see them lose in basketball all the time, so I have to pick on the football team. Yeah. So, sorry, give us to us again. Kentucky? No, Akron and Duke. Duke, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Duke's terrible. All right, Elias, give us your bottom three worst teams in Division One football. In no particular order, I got UMass, UConn, and New Mexico yeah. State. No way, dude. That's exactly my three. Word for word, UConn, <laughs> UMass, New Mexico State. I picked them 131, 131, 29. And just I had an honorable mention list because they're so terrible. I had Akron make my honorable mention, FIU make my honorable uh-huh. mention, and Louisiana Monroe. Those are all bad. Between those six clubs, we'll come back. We'll, we'll check this recording in December. We're going to come back. Those six clubs won't win 12 football games between them. FIU, um, Akron, Monroe, Louisiana Monroe, my honorable mentions, my absolute dogs, UConn, UMass, and New Mexico State. I think the bottom three, they might not win three football games. Between. Wow. Is that a prop bet? You That's that a prop bet. I've got it, uh, I've got it up on, uh, on, on rhawkbets.com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can get three to one on that. I, you know, I tried, <laughs> but my company's blocking all gambling websites, which made this very difficult chore today. <laughs> that question. You can try to look up odds. So yeah, you got, some of your homework was tough. Yeah, tough. It was yeah. A little, little yeah. bit difficult. You got to figure out how to punch through. You got to do. You got to do a tunnel under the firewall. Yeah, I don't understand that. all that's way over my head. You got to get. You got to get a right the right port to get out on VPN, that. VPN. All right. Something. Before we get into the playoffs, this is this is not the same category, but but the most overrated high profile club in the country. Give us your. I mean, I think Ty's already answered. I think he's not a USC fan, uh, but we'll go back to Ty. Most overrated program in D1 football. But I'm dating myself, calling it D1, aren't I, Bob and Dissel? Yes. Overhyped for this year, but not for next year. I, I I do believe Lincoln Riley 
and uh, and Caleb Williams are going to be very potent at USC. Remember that the S in USC is a line down the middle. In the era of NIL, they're going to be paying big time. You know, they're, they're going to they're going to be in uh, very formidable shape. But I think they're a little overhyped this year, uh, just on the on the Riley Caleb Williams nexus. Um, yeah, and so I'm with that's you. yeah, that's kind of where I am. I couldn't get to three because my uh, my uh, other computer wasn't able to look at the Google mic. Yeah, def- definitely the Trojans make the list. Bob Nissel, who you got for most overrated heading to, into twenty twenty two? I hate to say this, but why Notre Dame's in the top ten every single year? Always. Amen. I don't get it. Yeah. Number five, man. Michigan's yeah. the same way. Michigan's always like it's mandatory to put those yeah. two in the top ten every year. Yeah, no. I don't understand it. No. So you're going to give them both? Okay. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame and Michigan. Kenny? A&M. I think A&M is overrated. A&M. Whoa, that's a yep. good pick. Oh. All right. Yep. That's a said like a true SEC West guy. I like it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, hate. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, Kenny. I've now heard, I they've been in the league 10 years, 11 years. Every year I've heard how they're going to dominate the SEC, and they have yet to even win the division. So uh, I think that's a fair pick. All right, Steve, we know you're not taking Notre Dame. Who is your most overrated pick for uh, 2022? Uh, I, would get, I would say Michigan as well. Michigan. All right. Elias, who do you got? Most overrated program headed into 2022. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Texas. It's, it's the same thing every yep. year. Yep. They always flop. Yep. Like yep. all of Texas? I'm just joking. But like, <laughs> <laughs> Texas football in general. Well, we know he, we know we know he's on the pony, so he doesn't hate Texas football. All right, yeah. So, so I like the USC pick. I like the Aggie pick. I love the Michigan and Notre Dame. I mean, I just think you could start every year with a show and say, "Look, Notre Dame and Michigan are overrated." I think you could start every year right there. Um, but but uh, I'm going to have to give Texas the nod. All the, uh, yes, I live in Dallas, and yes, I hear. I mean, what in the Sarkeesian? I mean, why are you so crazy about Sarkeesian? And I mean, I'm sorry. Just newsflash. Well, he's you know, sober um, now. Yeah. Well, well. Just one quick newsflash. Manning is not. He's a high school senior. Talking to me about you know Arch Manning doesn't do anything for your club this year. Uh, Texas will lose five football games. And their preseason, what, number five or six? I mean, it's ridiculous. All right. Yep. We got that off our chest. All right. College football playoffs, you get four teams. Uh, we want your four teams and your ultimate, ultimately your champ. Elias, we'll start with you. Give us the four that are getting in and who's winning it all. Seen these four before. I mean, I got Alabama, Ohio State. Clemson, Georgia. I got Ohio State winning it all this year. Wow, Buckeyes winning it all. That's a C.J. Stroud vote right there. All right, Steve, give us your four, and who's winning it all? I have the same as Elias. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. But I think they just pissed off Alabama too much, and I think they're going to probably steamroll whoever gets in their way. Yeah, they're going to be angry. All right, Kenny. Same. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. I think Georgia's going to take it. You think they Georgia wins out. it again? I, th- How I think Georgia's going to take it. Wow. Yep. Okay, that's that's an upset pick. Mike? I'm going to pick the three obvious, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and I'm going to throw Utah in there as the wild card. They're there gonna, you go. Yeah, they're going to throw Ooh. a bone out here. Oh, I see. You see yeah. the Miller reaction. There's a West Coast yeah. guy. Yeah. They're throwing a yeah. bone yeah. the West Coast. Yeah. Let's go. That's it. Yeah. Let's go, West Side. All right. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm going to say they're going to get blown out. 
Yeah, but, yeah, they are going to they are going to get beat by four touchdowns oh, yeah. in the first round, but they're oh. going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to hopefully that's keep right. the Pac-12 together with all that that uh, bowl money. So, uh, but yeah. no, the Buckeyes win. The Buckeyes win it all. All right, two Alabamas, two Ohio States. Ty. Yeah, I'm I'm actually with Mike. Although I'll tell you that Utah gets beat by forty in the in the semifinal. <laughs> 40, okay, I said 28. You're saying 40. Yeah, they're getting 40, beat by right a bunch. In, right, right, right now. Yeah, they're playing either and, Georgia, uh, Alabama, and they're getting beat by a bunch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and I'm going to tell you that uh, uh, I like the Buckeyes. Um, wow. You know, I, just, I want I so look Big Ten conference champions. We talked about realignment to open the show. I'm coming yeah. back around. I'm rooting for my future conference. Um, I, anything to break the hammerlock of the SEC on the title game is good for college football. Yep. All right, all right. I love it. All right, so we got one Georgia, two Alabamas, two Ohio States, right? Do I have that right? Kenny got Georgia. Steve and um, uh, uh, you got Alabama. Elias, you got Alabama. Mike and Ty, you both got Ohio State. Ohio State. So we got three Ohio States, one Alabama? Wow, all right. Here's um, I'm with you. I, I did not put Clemson in the group because I think Clemson's struggling from a trajectory perspective on the offensive side of the football. I think they lose two football games. I don't think they get in. Alabama and Ohio State win, get there in, in cruise control mode. Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC championship game and still gets in. Uh, my wild card pick, Oklahoma, because mm. you look at their schedule, they only have two football games. All they got to do is win one of the two, and they'll make the playoffs. Oklahoma gets in. They get beat by 35 in the semifinal uh, game, uh, but they get in the playoff. Um, they unfortunately get lined up as the number four club having to play Alabama. Alabama's playing their second stringers by halfway through the third quarter, beats them by 35. Alabama plays angry, shuts out seven football clubs this year, football teams, and wins the national championship. Wow. Hmm. This is the year where they really pissed off Saban. And Nick retires. Yeah. Ooh. And then he retires. And Ooh. Nick retires. Ooh. Wow. There's a hot there take. You have Ooh. Nick retires because he doesn't want this NIL BS. He doesn't want to deal with it. He, he likes walking into living rooms and going, hey, do you want to play with the best club and the you know, best program in the country? And uh, this whole NIL thing is changing everything. I think he wins it all, wins it in fine fashion, goes 14-0, and and hangs them up with seven or eight shutouts for the year. Hmm. All right, guys. That's your college football preview for 2022. If, if there's anything us guys in the data center business know about, it's college football. I think that's clearly uh, evidenced by the, the uh, brilliant analysis of this crew. Um, just remember that when you're, you or your kids or your wife are on their phone, all that's happening in one of our buildings. Um, we power digital transformation. And if you don't know about that, trust me, Kenny will help you find out about it because he gets our message out there. Guys, I appreciate everybody getting on and having fun with us and talking football. Uh, my favorite time of the year. I love uh, when we head into football season uh, only because it helps me get over the fact that my Braves are going to lose to Ty's Dodgers this time of year. And uh, I can focus on football. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great 2022.